let's talk about working on yourself. It's just kind of a vague term, working on right. yourself. And yeah. so we wanted to like actually break it down and not just hide behind this, like, well, just work on yourself. <laughs> yep. like, it's language. become such a cliche and it's something that people talk about now all of the time. Welcome to The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. We are breakup coaches, here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome back to The X-Files. We're so excited to be back for another week, another episode another conversation <laughs> certainly it's just uh, I, I when you just said that I was just thinking god we haven't missed a week yeah <laughs> yeah we love so being good. with everyone every single week sometimes more than once a week sometimes yeah mm-hmm. if you're like I don't know sometimes I post behind the scenes stuff and I'm like I wonder if anyone can match up when we're actually recording these episodes um, what do you mean like Based on like what I put on Instagram or on my Mm. stories or something or like I think last time we mentioned um, that we were just recording this after an episode had been posted publicly. So Uh like if you were paying attention, you could be like, oh, they're three weeks ahead. Cool. Mm. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't think anyone's paying that close attention to our recording (laughs) schedule. But just who are our super fans? Yeah. (laughs) In case you are a super fan who does want more behind the scenes footage, we have started a Patreon and we're super excited there's Mm -hmm. like lots of things you can get one of which is like monthly ask me anything's like on a zoom call so if you missed our virtual valentine's it's gonna be a little like that but Mm -hmm. you know not recorded for an episode claire and i love doing live coaching and we love answering questions live and it's something that we want to do more of um but because we put so much of our effort and time and energy into the episode episodes, um, you know, it's hard for us to find the opportunity. And this is one way that we'll be able to do it is through the Patreon program. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And just in case you are like we were talking about a super fan who wants to see like behind the scenes, we are going to upload the video unedited of us recording these episodes (laughs) to Patreon. So if you want to listen to us with all of the misspeaking and us accidentally messing up in there you can and you can see my cats run through the background so (laughs) um yeah so i'm sure we'll come up with more things to add to the patreon but this is what we're getting started with yep and we're really excited to i'm just thrilled yeah, me yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I look forward to yeah, get you know, getting to know some of the listeners on you know a more intimate basis and letting you know us. So yeah. yeah, I just I really can't wait. So please go and check that out. We'll have more details later in the episode. Yes, awesome. Okay, so let's talk about working on yourself. Why is this such an important topic for you X Files listeners? Well. 
I mean, personal growth is one of the many opportunities of a breakup. If you've been here for a little while, you know that we are all about turning your breakup, your breakdown into like your glow up, yeah. into the new chapter of your life where you get to like shift a lot of things around in a really positive way. And it's just kind of a vague term working on right. yourself. And yeah. so we wanted to like actually break it down and not just hide behind this, like, well, just work on yourself. Yep. <laughs> like It's language. become such a cliche and it's something that people talk about now all of the time. Yeah. You know, for instance, you want to, some people say, you know, on their dating apps, they might say something like must be working on yourself. Yeah. Um, something that I hear a lot is that now people want to date people who are in therapy. Yeah, in fact, it's hot now. <laughs> yeah, I Very was hot. scrolling last night and Ooh, I came you across- You were on the apps? Uh, no, no, I oh, am moving in that direction. Okay. Oh, I, I promise you I am. In fact, I wrote my bio, um, which okay. I want to run past you at some point. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was scrolling on Instagram (laughs) and Dr. Emily posted last night, hottest first date move in 2022, casually dropping that you're in therapy. You know, it's becoming very, very common, very, uh, you know, pervasive for this whole being in therapy thing and working on yourself. But again, you know, why and what does it mean? So um, we thought it would be kind of a fun episode to, you know, come develop our own clarity on the topic and have a discussion about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, we hear from so many people that they want to improve, they want to grow after the end of a relationship, but with all that ambiguity, it's kind of like, where do you start? Mm -hmm. It's easier to get lost or give up when there's not a definition or anything like that. So this episode can be kind of your starter roadmap. Um, It might be useful if you like checklists as we do. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) and even if you are currently in like the deepest, darkest phases and you're like, I can't even see the future. Like I can't even like look forward to working on myself right now. Like we just hope that this episode is more inspirational content. Maybe you're not ready to use it yet, but you will be one day and you can come back Mm -hmm. to it then. Um, But for right now, we just hope it's a more upbeat episode for you. So let's get started. So I thought about this topic and I took notes for weeks. Weeks. I came up, (laughs) I did. I came up with six areas that constitute working on yourself or actively trying to improve and grow as a person. These are areas that I thought could Um, that most people could apply in their life, or at least general areas of working on yourself that I, that we could talk about without knowing the details of someone's situation. Um, So like I said, I have six, we will go through each and also give you ideas on getting started. I think these are areas that Claire and I have used to work on ourselves. So we're, I'm excited to chat about them. And then I also want to say personal growth is a journey. It's, you know, it doesn't really have a destination. You know, I think even Buddha on the mountaintop is, you know, (laughs) doing that because it's a constant journey and people who live that lifestyle even want to, you know, continually work on themselves. Exactly. You don't have to try and tackle every area. Um, Just working on one of these at a time will bring great blessings to your life. Um, And that's kind of how I saw it. You know, maybe you want to pick one. 
Yeah. And so as we're talking about this, I think that's really important that you brought it up because I think um, it can be overwhelming. And especially if you are already like in a working on yourself phase, the last thing I want you to do is to be beating yourself up because you're like not positive all the time or you Mm -hmm. missed like one of your like planned activities or something and you're like ah now I'm like failing at working at my on myself like it's a journey it's a step-by-step it's not linear we don't want this to add any like judgment to your journey these are like ideas different ways you could go Mm -hmm. things that come in different chapters and different phases so just know like you're not doing it wrong if you're not doing all of these things you know right I mean every time you hit a bump in the road or maybe don't keep a commitment that I mean please no never get down on yourself because that's just part of learning about the process and what works for you yeah exactly because like I think um especially as we get into these a lot of it can sound if you're taking it out of that context, it can sound like toxic positivity. Oh, and, well, we'll know, talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk yeah. about that. But yeah. So I guess that's just a, if yep. you're coming into this with like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or making it, or we might also make it sound like it's easy because we've yeah. worked on some of these things for a long time. Exactly. Um, so yeah. I, we weren't always like this. I understand no, why I wasn't. No, so. we weren't. So yeah. So right. just some um, disclaimers up top. But yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Getting more ideas for episodes as we talk. All right, rub so, the hands right. together. <laughs> Let's go. Number one, this is a great area to work on yourself. Be in a state of gratitude as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Appreciation is at the very top of the emotional scale, as developed by Abraham Hicks, which we are going to go into more detail about later. What is important to know about gratitude is that it is one of the best states of mind to be in to attract more good into your life. Yes. So what does gratitude even mean? Harvard.edu states, gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. In the process, people usually recognize that the source of goodness lies at least partly outside of themselves. As a result, being grateful also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether that's to other people, nature, or a higher power, all of those things. The same articles and others say that gratitude has been linked to a greater satisfaction with life, less visits to physicians, hell yeah, boosted immunity, greater work productivity, better mental health, improved relationships, and more weekly exercise. I thought that one was interesting, but I read a study and it said that people who had participated in this gratitude exercise over a certain amount of time, Uh at the end, they were doing, you know, an evaluation of other aspects of their life. And that group had exercised more. It was, it was just something un- that they had not predicted out of the yeah. study. Ooh, that's interesting. Like maybe there's a correlation somehow. Um, oh. I know, you know, exercise does make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you also need so- energy to do it. And so I guess if you're in a better state of mind, yeah, you have more energy, it can get, yeah. Cause I think when you're really low getting started, is so hard because you're like kind of stuck. 
Yeah. So how do you practice gratitude as a way of working on yourself? Um, I now have a a few different ways that I incorporate gratitude kind of naturally into my day, but the, this came after several years or multiple years of working to get to this point. If you're working on yourself after a breakup and want to get to a gratitude practice, I suggest, you know, selecting a practice that's more deliberate and more, you know, like carved out of your day. Um, For instance, a gratitude journal that is, you know, obviously something very common that people talk about and toss around. However, I did do it for quite a while when I was living in Bali Mm -hmm. and I loved it. I, I don't know if I'd say I did it every day, but I did it multiple times through the week. And so what I would suggest get a notebook or a journal that you really like, and then get a pen that you really like to write with. And yeah, just, you know, um, maybe you could do it every weekend or every afternoon or three times a week in the evenings and just have fun with it. Yeah. I I've seen a lot of people who start their day with like, just writing down five things that they're grateful for. They can Mm -hmm. be the same thing every day. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be lengthy. It could just be to get started. And I know like mornings are kind of, at least for me, um, like starting the day on the right foot was really important because it affected the rest of my day. And so if that's uh, something for you, then like just getting up, writing down those five things while you make your coffee or whatever, like it doesn't have to add a lot of bulk to your schedule. So yeah, that's a yeah really good point. You know, maybe it does. I would spend a long time on mine because I would make art out of it. I didn't have the schedule I do today. (laughs) So, um, you know, I was able to do that, but yes, definitely. Um, you know, you could even write it on your whiteboard. So Mm -hmm. another practice that I've been wanting to try that might be perfect for some of you is a gratitude jar. My birthday is coming up and I was actually thinking that starting it on my birthday and then opening it on my birthday next year might be fun because this is something that every time I hear about it, I'm like, yeah, but you know, then forget. So (laughs) So basically it is getting a jar and every day, which I do think that you could find time for this writing down one thing from your day that you're grateful for and putting it in the jar. Okay. Yep. I've heard of some people who do this as a family and then open it, you know, around Christmas or around the new year. And it just sounds so fun. Yeah. So I, I was saying, yeah, maybe give that a go. Yeah. Another method is a gratitude map, which is simply something visual that you put in your home with either a list or images of the things in your life that you're grateful for. Um, yeah, let's talk about this. So I originally had put as the working on yourself goal to be in a state of constant gratitude. Yeah. And that's because I honestly, I have gotten to the point where I don't dip down all that often. And that's because um, every time I get frustrated, 
or start to feel irritation, which is definitely, you know, I'm going to talk about this, but that's what I'm working working on in my life is impatience and irritation with, um, with others. Everyone. Um, (laughs) Well, sometimes no, but see what I'm able to pull myself out of it so easily because I stop and I just think of three things I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes in the morning, if I'm feeling sluggish, I will just repeat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I, it wakes me up. And so these are just little things that I've learned to incorporate in my life once in a while. Yeah. I do have a couple bad days, but Mm -hmm. I will say that generally I'm able to switch back to gratitude rather easily. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that, um, gratitude has to come or is only possible when you're feeling good. So yeah, like, I yeah. think it's, it's just especially important to be intentional about asking yourself what you're grateful for, especially when you're feeling down. So you can yeah. be sad and grateful at yeah, the same in fact, time. <laughs> um, I had a day, when was it? Uh, anyways, I had a burnout day um, a yeah. couple months back and I just know that I, I pretty much just got in bed for the whole day. And I remember thinking, I'm so glad that I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. I know that if I focus on myself that then I'll feel better and, yeah. you know, not everyone gets to just take the day off. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I forgot where I read this, but it's been one of those things that I've just I've read a long time ago and now I've just repeated it so many times I don't know how to cite it but um apparently even asking the question what am I grateful for Hmm. changes your brain chemistry so you don't even have to come up with an answer if you're in that headspace right now Mm -hmm. at least ask yourself the question um because even that makes a difference so yeah yep A second way to work on yourself is to work on raising your vibration. So it sounds a little woo woo. It sounds a little woo woo. (laughs) And it's also very vague, like working on yourself. You're Mm -hmm. like, am I building a house? What am I doing? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Am I literally vibrating? Well, (laughs) I mean, that's what a lot of people believe. Um, (laughs) My definition of raising your vibration is to be in the habit of adjusting your thoughts and actions to feel good, thus being in a state of expecting things to feel good and expecting good things to happen. This also did take me a lot of practice. Um, but I really feel like I've gotten pretty close to, to nailing it for sure. When you then become more used to recognizing the good in life and then in turn attract more good. Mm-hmm. There is an emotional scale developed by Abraham Hicks, which ranks 22 emotions on the vibrational scale from most to least vibrational for me. And look, it's right where I can see it I ah. keep right here where I can look at it. If I start to feel certain things. Being aware of this skill and keeping check on where I am through the day helps me to stay mindful of my vibration. And it's also very pretty. It is. It's so I want to make sure we say this because I know we have listeners who are feeling like they're not in the best place right now. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Totally normal. (laughs) Yes. What was that? 
I said totally normal. Oh yeah. Just went through oh, a breakup. Sure. Like, yep. You're not gonna be high vibing, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I learned about this after one of my breakups. Um, it's important to remember that you don't have to commit or put pressure on yourself to climbing from the lowest to the highest. All you need to do is learn how to shift to climb up the scale. For instance, at the very bottom of the scale is fear, grief, despair, powerlessness. Those are, you know, feelings and states of being that don't, you know, attract very good things. Um, If you are experiencing any of these emotions, the goal doesn't have to be to leap to the very top of the scale, um, which is joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, and love. Mm, Juicy. In fact, if you're feeling grief, we know that it's a process that must be honored and recognized. But let's say that you are a bit higher up the scale and experiencing frustration, which is something that I can personally relate to. When I am frustrated with someone, I am in the habit of rejecting my thoughts and am often able to move a few levels up to contentment, which feels a lot better. And this is when I sometimes use my gratitude exercise because it really does very quickly get me out of feelings of frustration when I just focus on a few things from my life that are good. And then I feel, ah, okay, I'm content. Everything's fine. I can, you know, move on. Yeah. And I, I'm, I bet that this has a lot to do with the reticular activating system inside our brains. So the reticular activating system or RAS, it basically is the filter um, between all the information that's available to you through all of your senses, um, which is like millions and millions of bits of information per second. It's like way too much for your brain to handle, which is about 40 to 50 bits of information per second that we can actually Hmm. like consciously be aware of. The rest of it is generalized, deleted, or distorted based on our beliefs our prior experiences and all of these things. So if you're in a low vibration, your RAS may be filtering things um, to let information in that backs up how you're feeling, basically, because it's never going to tell you you're wrong. Your Uh brain is never going to be like, actually, let me show you proof to the opposite. That's where like confirmation bias comes from and things like that. So if you're if you're working actively to try to be in like a higher vibration or, you know, have more positive beliefs, more gratitude, your RAS will let in the information that's available out there, but it will let in things that back that up. So you'll right. actually see more proof of it in the world. You'll see more reasons to be of a higher vibration. You'll oh, see more definitely. reasons to be grateful, all of these mm. things. So kind of like if you get started on a bad day and then it feels like yes. it snowballs. Exactly. It snowballs all because you can you're, see. you're getting yeah. so much attention to the bad day. Exactly. Yeah, I recognize or I, I relate to that. You know, I know I've had some very dark times in my life and you would just feel like nothing's working. I remember exactly. even feeling like every day I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what to wear. And it just felt <laughs> like I don't have any clothes that are appropriate for the yeah. weather, even though, I mean, I definitely did. And it just felt like even <laughs> that was so difficult. Yeah. What shoes am I going to wear? It's raining. I don't, you know, like this raincoat. Yeah. It just all the exactly. time. And it was, mm-hmm, I was waking up already feeling like, ugh. 
another day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you can shift into like, okay, I have a few things I'm grateful for. Like, I know it's not the best and I'm not in the best emotional place right now, but there's a few things that are going right. Then you reach that situation and you're like, I feel like I have nothing to wear, but I do have a few things. I'll just wear the <laughs> yes. same thing I always do. I work with my clients on that. I, one of the questions I sometimes ask at the beginning of our sessions are, you know, what's, what are three things that are going right, right now? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So learning how to vibrate higher is a great way to work on yourself, especially after a breakup when you're probably feeling especially negative and powerless. Some ways to raise your vibration include smiling at others. I know, I know that it feels crazy. weird at first, but yeah. it feels good. So yeah. when, if you can get into the habit, you might not be able to break it. <laughs> yeah. And I might add just even smiling by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like If you saw me going on one of my walks around my neighborhood, you would think I was the goofiest person <laughs> because I will, I just have this big smile on my face. Yeah. Um, I'm just in the habit of doing it and yeah it does make you feel bouncier yeah exactly just people like, probably see me and feel good yeah exactly <laughs> exactly meditation um slash mindfulness like getting used to um it's not it's not even that you control where your thoughts go it's that you're able to bring yourself back to a place when your thoughts start to wander from it so your thoughts are going to do what your thoughts do. They just do things and you just either follow it and mm -hmm, totally right. buy into it yep. or you're like, all right, we're coming back. We're focusing mm -hmm. on the breath or something. Yep. Um, gratitude, which we mentioned before, watching your words and how you speak about your life. Words like saying things aloud has power um, and like, yeah, definitely. There are some things that are just, just suck, you know? Yep. So like, I'm not saying, you know, don't talk about bad things that are happening, especially even to your therapist or to your coach <laughs> or anything. <laughs> oh like, no. I'm just saying the more you repeat, my life sucks. I can't do this. I can't I do can't that. I can't get over it. Yeah. I can't uh, you know, get they were over the one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Those things will slow you down. Um, and so even if you're like, even if you have that thought, I really suggest changing it just slightly when you say it out loud and being like, I know I'll get over it eventually, but I'm not there yet <laughs> or something. Even mm -hmm. that's an improvement. Oh, um, yes. I'm learning how to get over it. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. This is temporary. This is temporary. This two shot pass. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like that one. I like that one. Um, give attention to your positive thoughts. Yep. So, yeah. So I think it's, is it Abraham Hicks who has yes. the 17 second rule? Yeah. Um, they say basically that, um, any emotion won't last more than 17 seconds. As long as you don't give it more energy, it will pass. Um, and, uh, well, likewise seconds. for positive um, okay. emotions. Yeah, if you, you know, focus that. on your blessings for, you know, at least 17 seconds, it, it should be long enough to kind of, to shift you to a better place. But yeah. a lot of people don't, uh, you know, and this is one reason I wanted to put this in here is a lot of us more often focus on 
negative things in our life and we complain more than we give thanks. Yeah. And, you know, even if you think of something that you're grateful for, a lot of people won't do it for more than, you know, 10 or 13 seconds, but if you can, you know, really dwell on it, it's a game changer. And this is a, this is an intentional practice. Like you do have to work on this because naturally as humans, We've survived because we think about what's the worst possible thing that could happen right now, and that helps us avoid it. But we're not going to die based on Mm. bad decisions emotionally right now um, Mm. in history. It's It's a lot less likely that these are life or death decisions where having a positive attitude will endanger your life, and it'll actually help your life a lot if you can be intentional and like use our power as humans to be able to like be self-aware and change our states intentionally so um last up feeling at peace in your surroundings that means like striving for comfort and organization at home if i mean this is a tip you know if you're feeling chaotic and stressed because your house is yeah Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And this like this depends on the person too. like my house looks a lot different than Janice's, but I feel very comfortable in my nest. And, (laughs) you know, so it's it is different. And like, obviously, like if you are depressed, like you're going to have days where you can't clean up around home. But um, when you do have days that you feel capable of it, it will help. Yeah. So, and for some people that might make them feel a little happier, you know, get, exactly. getting to move and yeah. cleaning up and cleaning you know, is very addictive yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe organizing and, you know, that might, it might leave some people feeling, yeah, feeling exactly. better, but yeah. you know, if you're home and is a, a source of stress for you yeah. and you're at home a lot, this could be something that you, you could work on. And some people yeah. will really love it and yeah, different strokes for different folks for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Another way to be working on yourself, work on yourself by getting out of victim mode. Stop blaming others. Stop complaining. I think that this could be a great way to work on yourself and might really turn things around for some people. Yeah. And it changes. It's not just changing things in your breakup. It's going to change things in all areas of your life. Totally. Um, so embracing the victim mentality is one of the easiest ways to just remove power from your life and stay in a place where you are never improving or growing in life, but you also don't feel like it's your job to do right. that because yeah. you don't have power. You took the power from yourself, which is mm-hmm. just really sad. Like. There are obviously bad things that happen that are out of our control, but you always have some power. Um, I mean, over the future, yes. Yeah. yeah. And just like um, you have power um, over what choices you make in relation to circumstances that you don't have control over. Yes. So, yeah. Um, From Scientific American, those who have a perpetual victimhood mindset tend to have an external locus of control, aka they believe that one's life is entirely under the control of forces that are outside of oneself, such as fate, luck, or the mercy of other people. I 
you know, the more I think about this, like, I think it's a lot of what we're talking about relates, I think, to, okay, so this is my theory. We can cut this out if you want, but I'm, I'm just realizing this is especially poignant because like of your background, you come from like a really high demand religion Mm -hmm. in which fate, AKA God had like a lot of control over your life and then also like expecting things to feel good to raise your vibration isn't the whole premise of a lot of religion the fact that if you mess up you're going to hell bad things are going to happen yeah and it's just like all this pressure Mm -hmm. on people Mm it's interesting that religion brings up so many things that um don't help you like work on yourself maybe. yes it take, yeah and you know the fact that it does kind of take away your autonomy and yeah. that it's and well also I mean I wasn't raised to feel good no. I was you know raised to do good there was never any yeah I mean even much talk about are you happy are you satisfied with yeah. life um in fact you know even when some people who had left the religion might say I'm happy it was always like yeah but it's not real happiness <laughs> Yeah, it's more like I feel like I'm on the right path, happy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, like- I mean, we Mormons would say that about people who were saying that we're happy, even though they weren't in the religion, you know, like, oh, they're fooling themselves, you know, they just oh, don't wow. want to do the right thing, or it's easier, I suppose, or we would say that it was easier for people to leave rather than stay in and because it does take a lot of discipline. And so, yeah, but you know, like we have true happiness because we're going to heaven and because like we're um, on the right path and because we're following God's plan. And so we're the happy ones, not all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Even though, like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I feel very happy a lot of the time. I have I, yeah, to say. Like, this is pretty hard. dark and really boring as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to do an entire episode, possibly, on victim mentality because learning to abandon my own victim mentality was one of the most fundamental steps in the current spiritual and personal growth journey that I am on four years later. Yeah. And I did have a lot of external things that happened. I, for instance, I was in a toxic work environment. Yeah. Anyone who's in a toxic work environment, you know, like that isn't really about you, yeah. you know, like y- you didn't cause the toxic work environment exactly. that you were hired into. Yeah. Um, but I still learned to take control over my role in the whole situation. Even the fact that I had taken the job without really looking into it. The fact that I had ignored some of the red flags early on, yeah. that was still on me. Yeah. So, but I, you know, that's not why we're here. Um, for now, if you are someone who wants to be working on yourself, I'd encourage you to take a look at how many times a week you seek to blame your happiness or your stress levels on something outside of yourself. Yeah. This in and of itself is an amazing way to work on yourself. Yes. And something that applies specifically to breakups is that you can start to get out of victim mode by not dwelling on making sure that the other person knows how much they hurt you or how their actions impacted you. This impulse is a really strong indication of living in victim mode and releasing it will be so liberating. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's huge making sure the other person knows how much they hurt you like that's not your responsibility maybe they learn that down the road from someone else maybe they don't doesn't matter 
But I think also victim mode, like if you can really um, start this habit of at least when you catch yourself in victim mode, taking mm -hmm. a step back, being like, okay, actually, here's the places where I have control. Here's the places where I have power. I have choice mm -hmm. over how I react to these situations. That's going to help you when you get into a relationship too, because I know it comes up for me in a relationship. I find myself falling into victim mode when, you know, like something annoys me or whatever. And I think that like being able to take a step back and be like, actually, no. Um, like, well, blaming is yeah. one of the easiest and quickest ways to yeah. kill a relationship. And kill communication mm -hmm. too. Yeah. You know, it's like that, that kind of style that I think a lot of us just do because we were never taught how to communicate where they're like, well, you made me feel like this. And it was like, mm -hmm. no, you're not the victim here. Um, maybe the words they used caused you to feel like, you know, it's it, um, just bringing it back to uh, nonviolent communication. Nonviolent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And also um, I think when someone else does something that leaves you feeling a certain way, you know, it really is your choice how yeah. much you're going to sink into yeah. embracing that feeling. You know, I had yeah. something recently where I was very frustrated with someone and I just like kept on circling about it. The next day I woke up, I was still fucking thinking about it. <laughs> and I'm like, stop, you are allowing this yeah. to continue. You are allowing the thoughts to go on and on and on about it. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, we're yeah. setting this aside for the day. You're not allowed to think about it. And yes, it's tricky when you're cycling your thoughts. But yeah. when I said that, no, each time I was able to be like, no, we're not thinking about that today. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas some people will just do, I mean, just really just embrace it. And, you know, you yeah. allow, you made me feel like this and exactly and just go on and on and on and on with yeah. the feelings. And you know what? Like, here's the alternative. If you don't start working on getting out of victim mentality, you're going to blame everything on your life on other people, oh other circumstances for the rest of your life. And That's it can, crazy. and sometimes, I mean, and things can get worse and worse. And this yeah. was my situation. I mean, oh my God, you should have heard me. You know, why is this happening? Why isn't it working out? This, that, why, why, why? Never, mm -hmm. what am I doing? Or why did I do that? Or what can I do to fix yeah, it? It was always exactly. just poor me. Poor me, yeah. poor me. And you, things just got worse and worse and worse and worse. Never yeah. better until I started figuring out, um, you know, what I had done to cause it. And look, I know that that's a really tricky territory for some people to go back and look that way, but I was able to do it. And then also what I can do to fix things finally. If you're having trouble believing us, on whether this is possible, I really encourage you to read Man's Search for Meaning by the psychologist Viktor Frankl. He survived Auschwitz and three other concentration camps during World War II. His entire family died during that time at some of the camps. I know this is like really, really heavy stuff, but it's it's a short read. I think on audiobook, it's four hours, which is okay. like a short, audio um mm, okay 
so you know like the first half of it is is very much like his experiences in the camps it's heavy um the second half of it is more on his theories that he like has you know he came into the camps with um he had already like written a whole man manuscript for a book by the time the war started and he you know entered the camp system but his experiences in the camps reinforced his ideas and basically um like what we're talking about is victim mentality right so he saw that you know the prisoners who had victim mentality basically did not do well they did not last long um they did not survive very frequently mm -hmm. um but what he did see is that even in like the worst conditions where it feels like you have absolutely no hope absolutely no control that you do control how you react to your circumstances and even that small like act of rebellion gave people enough meaning to keep going yeah and to i like the, the act of rebellion putting it in those terms. exactly mm -hmm. yeah and it's like he's like you know what you have the choice like when you are surrounded by like the worst of humanity you mm -hmm. can embrace that and become terrible yourself not help your fellow prisoners be like awful after the fact or you can choose like i'm gonna keep power in this circumstance by deciding that i'm still going to act in a way that i'm proud of even mm -hmm. though there's absolutely no benefit to me you know and even though that just means you know not that means you know not stealing someone's bread ration for the week or whatever mm -hmm. you know um when it would really be nice to have that bread right but the power that comes from making the decision that you're proud of like helps so um yeah that's a good way to put it as well and that's what i sometimes tell my clients if they're in a really bad place is come on like you got to show up for yourself these are yeah. the times in our life that we get to show up for ourselves get to you know show what we're made of all right so some other benefits of learning how to get out of victim mode it raises your vibration the <laughs> the things that are lowest on the emotional scale are things that um or that where you feel like you have no power, such as, you know, insecurity, guilt, unworthiness, powerlessness. So the more that you take back your power and the more that you start taking responsibility for your life, the better you will feel and the more high vibe you will definitely be. Yes. You will be way happier if you feel like you have control over your life. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not complaining, I think it's quite obvious. You probably will feel a little happier. And like I just said, um, it, you, it allows you to know that you can create change in your life. It's an amazing feeling. It makes you more pleasant to be around, which I think is, you know, a good place that you want to be in, especially if, you know, you get to the point with your breakup where you want to date again. Um, yeah. And yeah. a few tips, like we already said earlier, watch the language you use. For instance, Claire, you and I were talking about a month ago and I was saying that I had to work that yeah. weekend. Yep. And I, and I caught myself and I said, I am working this weekend or I, or, yeah. or I get to work this weekend because I said I would. Yeah. You know, a lot, it's a lot better than, you know, framing things in a way that is, yeah. Um, 
the world has power over you rather than the other way around. Exactly. Because mm. you don't actually, you didn't have to work. You just would prefer to work over the weekend than be behind the next week and possibly have to move things. You were like, I made a decision. I'd rather do it now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Complete. Yeah, completely. I mean, even if you have a job where it requires you uh, to work on the weekends, you took that job. Yeah. And even if you hate it now, you can be like, I know I don't like this now, but mm -hmm. I'm doing this to get me through this chapter to a new one, like the next job, the next thing. Like maybe you're doing the weekends, uh, you're working weekends because you're going to school. You're working towards something in the future, which is our next point. <laughs> yes. Um, and then so two more tips on getting oh, out of victim mode. No, it's all right. I just I do want to mention these. Yes. First of all, don't make excuses. This is related. And you know what? If you mess up, if you drop the ball on something, if you don't live up to your you know personal expectations, don't make excuses for it. Apologize, move on, you know, maybe explain, but you know, it's, it's a lot different than, yeah, making excuses as though you had yeah. no power over your own damn actions. Yeah. Work on one final tip, work on re releasing resentments rather than focusing on them. Yeah. That is something that takes time. I'm definitely not perfect at it, Yeah. but if you find that you have resentments, yeah, you know, sometimes it feels almost good to just like sink into that. Yeah, totally. Um, but you know, it's real. It's not putting you, you know, in going in the right direction. Exactly. Vibrationally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think if you're you're like, oh, that's me. Maybe listen to our forgiveness episode. We really dive into mm -hmm. like the difference between releasing and forgiving and all of those gray areas yeah that's um, a great idea and yeah. i also think some some so often there are you know resentments towards ourselves that are tied up <sighs> in resentments towards others and if you can maybe look at the at what that looks like for you and you know the role that possibly you played in the situation mm -hmm. it can you know help you um get out of it take power over this situation take back the power yeah all right i think we we covered that though yeah. i do really like that topic one more way to be working on yourself be goal oriented and future focused i know for a fact that this is not how everyone is uh and i really think that this too can add so much to your life working on yourself has a lot to do with being intentional Mm -hmm. One of the best ways to be intentional is to think about what you want your future to look like and then take action to make it happen. Yeah. If you don't currently have an intention or goal practice in your life, you may be amazed at the power of simply stating to the universe what you want. Yeah, I have seen this be such a game changer for clients and seen people's confidence and overall life happiness take enormous leaps when integrating this in their lives. And this doesn't have to be like, I want to have this job title at work, though it certainly can be. It could just be something like, I want to feel free yes. in my life. Like it doesn't have to be super tangible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Back to Viktor Frankl, because like I've just in a <laughs> I I just read it, so I'm oh, like gotcha. very <laughs> in it right now, and just read the book. But um, his whole theory 
coming into and also after the concentration camps was that meaning is what makes life worth living um basically he has this theory called logotherapy and it's it's all about like making meaning out of your existence whatever that meaning is what is it called logotherapy logo okay yeah so like when we talk about setting goals or being future focused that doesn't have to be like achievement based girl boss hustle mm-hmm. culture stuff like uh for instance when i was in the thick of it when i was in a really bad place after my breakup um that was when the inspiration for becoming a breakup coach came to me i was like if i can figure out how to make this a graceful and healthy healing process i can share that with people on the other side and even though i hadn't like fully done it yet like the light was at the end of the tunnel but i was definitely not healed like um i was like this is what i want to do this is so inspiring to me and that helped me like tolerate the the dark days of the healing process because i was like yeah i have to go through this um but while i'm studying and stuff i'm not doing it just for me basically and that helped um yeah so like another example of like meaning making out of bad circumstances um from frankel's book a man had came to him who was devastated after his wife passed away of old age um this was you know this was later in victor frankel's life um And Frankel asked the man, what would it have been like if your wife had outlived you? Like, what if it was the other way around? And the man was like, oh my God, that would have been terrible for her. Um, And after that conversation, the meaning behind the bad circumstance of having to live without the love of his life became, I was saving her from having to do that. And so he was, you know, like taking one for the team, basically. Mm -hmm. Although like that's not a decision he made, that was what made meaning out of the circumstance after the fact. So I thought that was just like, first of all, so romantic and (laughs) like devastating, but also really heartwarming at the same time. It's a good practice to be in. Cool. So other ways to become goal oriented. And this comes in chapters because I've definitely like this month, it's gotten a lot better. But for a couple months, I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the next step is. I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Uh And I'm like, Uh what is the next step? Yeah. And sometimes that's all right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So it didn't, I didn't just like know what the next step was, but Mm -hmm. now it arrived, you know, mm-hmm. and I recognized it when I saw it and, you know, that helped. So there will be possibly periods where you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, <laughs> so in the goal can be that you're getting through that period, you know, um, but some other ways to become goal oriented is to start with small but consistent actions such as stating one's intention at the beginning of each day. This is something that takes practically no time. Everyone can do it, no matter how unclear you may be on what those long-term goals are that you want to set right now. So maybe after listening to this episode, you wake up, you're like, what are three things I'm thankful for, grateful for? Mm -hmm. You like list them off and then you're like, what's my goal for today? Hop out of bed. 
yeah. feeling amazing. I do it. <laughs> I know. I normally, I will often say, you know, how do I want to feel today or what do I want today to bring me? And like yeah. yesterday it was peace, power, and productivity. Ooh, you know, it didn't take me very long. It just came to me. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's a little copywriter in me, I guess. It's, yeah, <laughs> it has to also sound good. I suppose. It has to alliterate. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, another thing you can do is to set goals at the beginning of each season. It doesn't just have to be New Year's. You can oh, you no. can choose your own seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, creating a vision board that can be a great thing if you're visual. Um. If you're an audio learner, you can record your vision board and just listen to it every morning. Okay, um, I like that. That's that's an interesting idea. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe we can do a vision board episode. Who knows? Yes, totally. Um, something that I do when I'm feeling a little unclear about what you know is next for me. Um, I talk have talked about this a few times. Please go and look at our. Um, our new year's episode. What was it titled Claire? Um, oh. using your breakup to manifest a new beginning. I'll link Something to it in the like show that. notes. Yeah. But I talk <laughs> about the desire inventory, which is a journaling practice where for either 10 or 15 minutes, I just write in my journal about things I desire. And it often helps me gain clarity on what yeah. I want both for my day and also for my future. Because remember the desire inventory doesn't have to be about just your future or about, you know, like things that you want in this moment. It can be any of that, you know, yeah. I desire chocolate. I desire a vacation in Mexico or just anything that comes to you. So yeah, go check out that event or that, that episode. And I really want to put this out there. If you want to become goal oriented, or if you have goals that you want to work on working with a coach is a very, very powerful way to do that. That is really at the heart of our work. And you know what, even if you're not exactly sure what your goals are, but you just know this new beginning, this new chapter of your life after your breakup has something in store for you, working with a coach is going to help you just gain so much power and clarity around that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just accountability too. Like, yeah, that, yeah, I I had a uh, recent experience that I'm going to talk about in this next section. Awesome. So next up on working on yourself is to be self-reflective and to know what you want to work on. So (laughs) a lot of people though, aren't, you know, you just kind of, um, I'll go on autopilot through life and don't, you know, really spend time thinking about this. And I, you know, it can really just have so much flavor and, um, beauty and power to your life. When I think about working on myself, I think about being in the driver's seat of my life. I think about managing my mental health rather than my mental health, managing me, and taking responsibility for my own happiness. This boils down to being self-reflective and honest about where you are in life, where you want to be, and pinpointing how you and only you will take action to get there. Yeah. So for me, I have been very deliberate about working on the fact that I'm can be very impatient with others. You know, I are wonderful with me, Janice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, but I, I, you know, maybe it's because I've worked on it. Who knows? I mean, yeah. I, we have a very smooth and easy working relationship and friendship, but, um, but also this is it's just something that I noticed about myself a while yeah. back and I've, you know, taken action to get there. And then also, 
um, I'm not always someone who has had a lot of intelligence around managing my money. And that was something that I decided this year I was going to, to work on and find, you know, I was also, I would tell the story about the fact that I'm not good with it. Never have been, you know, this is just kind of how it is. No one ever taught me, which it's like yeah. all true, <laughs> it is all <laughs> but true. I was telling the story that I didn't have power control over it. And this year I decided was going to be my year to, to finally get there and to take responsibility over learning about this. I think that's really positive that you're doing that Janice and mm -hmm. You know, like, I think that there are a lot of things that we were like never taught to do. And now as adults, we can either be in victim mindset and be mm -hmm. like, well, that's just how I am. Yep. Or you can start to change it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of my biggest stories was that um, I never finish product projects that I start, like I fizzle okay. out. Um, mm -hmm. And like a turning point for me was deciding that that wasn't my identity anymore because it was like a major place of like shame and identity for me. Same and with my money story. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, this feels so yucky. I don't want to touch it. Mm -hmm. um, and like for me, what helped was actually like pushing through that feeling and being like, hey, I've never finished something before. So now I'm going to finish this project at any cost because <laughs> I don't I want to interrupt the pattern and when I did that which was with um feline astrology the book I wrote oh, um okay yeah because I was like this is gonna fizzle out I'm not gonna finish it like every other project Aww. I've ever started and I was uh -huh. like no this mm -hmm. is getting published I don't care how or how long it takes and I did it and after that it was like cool it's no longer my identity that I don't finish things um, and now I can choose, you know, when something isn't paying off for me and I don't see the point of it anymore, I can actually say like, actually, I'm going to prioritize other things over this. I no longer have shame about not finishing it. I'm choosing it not because this is who I am, but because this is just the circumstance for this project, you know, mm -hmm. as you're managing your money and stuff now your identity changes and you become oh, yeah. someone who's good at that. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, already I'm, I'm having much more of the mentality of, uh, you know, I want to talk to other women about this and yeah. like, you know, I'm killing it and exactly. I've made more progress this year in certain aspects of my, you know, financial life than I have my entire life. Yeah. And it does feel so good. I never thought I would get to a place where I feel competent yeah. in this regard. <laughs> and, you know, like able to talk about IRAs and, you know, feeling much more clear about what it means to be a freelancer and pay taxes, you know, yeah. things that I had so much resistance over. And I will say, um, I did hire a coach at the beginning of the year, someone I've already worked with and have a great um, amount of faith in and love. I love her presence in my life so much. Yeah. And this was what I wanted to work on. And, you know, awesome. even the things that I was most resistant to doing, I did, it did take me, I was very close to the end of my program before I did a couple of the things, yeah. but she kept on telling me, you know, like, we're not, not doing this. And, yeah. you know, now that we're getting close, you know, I actually, you know, want to hear from you by the end of the week about mm -hmm. it. And then she celebrated me so much when I did it. And, um, it felt really heavy. A couple of these things that I had to do. 
And yeah. once they were done, I mean, first of all, it wasn't even as bad as I told myself exactly. it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had gained this level of knowledge and ability over this area that has just left me feeling amazing. That's so awesome. Yay. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do this, one way to think about self-reflection is basically to classify it as the ability to take regular inventory of your life. So some questions that may help you along your way, whether you're just thinking about it, meditating over Mm -hmm. these or journaling on them is what do you like about your current circumstances? It doesn't just have to be things you don't like. You exactly. can think about what you do like right? so yep. you can do more of it. Yes. Yeah. What do you like about yourself? What patterns are you frustrated about? What in your life is not in line with what you say you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want more of in your life? So, yeah some tips yep no just regularly thinking about this yeah regularly um, is is important some tips especially when you're thinking about your relationships is to look at your relationship patterns i have a free worksheet on my website still you can download it um that'll look at like you can choose your top three relationships and really like go deep Mm. into analyzing the patterns there and that can um take you in some directions. I think some people are really good at finding that some relationship patterns they're not happy about, but they also have blind spots that they never even thought about. And so this worksheet can like help you expand your view a little bit. Um, Yeah. And then coaching, like Janice said, like having the accountability of knowing like, I'm running out of time and my coach is like, hey, yep. do the thing. Just the <laughs> fact that we would even be talking about it, the fact that she knew what I was working on, yeah. it just reinforced and reinforced and reinforced my intention to do this. I mean, yeah. on the surface, this was nothing that I could have done on my own. Oh, but really? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, but I had so much resistance to yeah, it and true. I had put it off for so long and I said yeah. I wanted it, but I didn't, my actions weren't in line with it. Yeah. You know, she isn't a financial coach. She didn't outline any of this for me, yeah. but it was just her presence in the goal achieving process yeah. <laughs> was what made the difference for me. Exactly. And it's someone you respect as well. Yeah. And you're like, shout out to Beverly, the wellness <laughs> lioness, <laughs> my third time working with her. And it's Aww, yeah. awesome. Cool. So, oh my gosh, one final way to work on yourself that has benefits mm-hmm. that bleed into all areas of life is paying attention to your physical health taking yeah. care of your meat suit, your meat suit body. Um, <laughs> For some reason, I find that description kind of gross. It is gross. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think deciding that this is something that you're going to kind of take on it would be a really positive thing and a positive way to work on yourself after a breakup. Yeah. So what does this look like? Sleep. I know for a fact that so many people listening to this either feel like they don't get enough sleep or don't get enough sleep or struggle with it without knowing why. And it is so important. Yeah. So if sleep is something that you've really been struggling with for a while, you know, there are things that you can do to, to improve it. So maybe this is something that you want to take on. Yeah. And that could, you know, be any number of 
things, you know, your night routine, you know, maybe seeing a physician, nighttime meditations, it's going to be different for everyone, but you know, that's really going to, that could turn things around if that's something you struggle with. Yeah. So something else that I know, uh, people enjoy working on after a breakup, you know, maybe adjusting your diet. Um, this can be a fun way to work on yourself after a breakup and may even find you equipped with a new hobby or two. Yeah. And I don't mean going on a diet, but I mean, you know, like looking at food, this is something people have yeah. a fun time with. Um, it could be, you know, planting vegetables, eating more fresh food, learning about meal prep could yeah. be something, um, you know, learning a few new salads that you really like. Um, oh, I knew someone once that would try a new type of produce every time they went to the store. Oh my so, God. <laughs> so, and that that's just fun and it's healthy. Yeah. Um, learning about healthy snacks, maybe exploring or buying a new cookbook that looks really fun. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of di diving into it. I just, I think it's very wholesome thing to take on. And of mm -hmm. course, um, a healthy diet is linked to improved heart health, reduced cancer risk, gut health, better mood, improved memory, and better sleep. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Another way that you can work on your physical health, adding more movement or fresh air to your life. Yeah. Get outside. So, <laughs> yes. Um, this will be the part of every episode where we encourage you to please get out for your walks. Mm -hmm. I like to see my clients doing it at least three times a week. I do it daily. You will be amazed at the benefits of having outdoor walks in your life. Um, I also think yoga is really good for breakups and, you know, oh, punt, uh, boxing. Yes. <laughs> it could be oh, something yeah. that you might want to do this um, time of your life. Get out your frustration. Yeah. And like it can also, um, it can double up as a new skill or hobby. I know REI has some really cool like classes and stuff where you'll be meeting new people in the classes, but you'll also be learning a skill and you're getting outside. It's just mm. like such a nice. win. Yes. Um, Hikes could yeah. be really great. Um, and again, I mean, deciding that you're going to work on your, on, on exercise or physical health or gaining a new outdoor hobby, you know, this is something that you could, you know, really be working on for quite a long time and yeah. add to it and add to it and really, you know, sink into and enjoy another way to work on your physical health, breath work. And I don't mean, never mind, breath work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I don't mean. I do know what I do know what I do mean. And I don't mean just breathing because you're doing right. that. <laughs> and um, I've worked on this for a while. I still am. Um, as many people out there, I tend to take short, shallow breaths through the day. And when I'm stressed, you know, it, it adds up, you know, it creates more tension yeah. when you breathe that way. Yeah. Um, and it can lead to higher feelings of stress. I've been trying to notice my breath more especially in moments that I am kind of just sitting and contemplating rather than, you know, typing on my typing on my keyboard or making lunch or something. Mm -hmm. I've come to really love deep breathing and I am in the habit of doing it more often. So much so that sometimes, sometimes people ask me if something's wrong. Like, are you okay? Yeah. I was getting my nails done over the weekend and because I was just sitting there, you know, I was yeah. focused on my breath and Oh, inhaling I'm just kind of, just kind of enjoying it fumes. and yeah the, the woman who was painting my nails it was like 
are you okay? And I was like, oh, and I realized it was because I was breathing so deeply. Yeah. <laughs> I You're was like, enjoying it though. Yeah. <laughs> like breathing is so big. Like I know I've just like kind of mentioned like the autoimmune slash chronic pain thing that I have and breathing was one of like the main things that really made the biggest difference like I've obviously been doing a lot for myself in that area but breathing was one of the first and made one of the biggest differences to just like making my pain manageable and so for me that was deep belly breathing like really you know um relearning that messaging where it's like oh you got to suck it in all the time that was not serving me mm -hmm. um so now i'm like how big can i make my belly while i'm breathing uh -huh. i encourage you to try that because it is quite relaxing <laughs> another um, benefit of working from home yeah exactly <laughs> like just expand yes <laughs> i love working from home i love me that i get too. to sing and talk to myself and oh yeah <laughs> and my cats get to bother me it's wonderful <laughs> A blog post by Susan Cunningham for UC Health outlines the importance of deep breathing. Deep breaths are more efficient. They allow your body to fully exchange incoming oxygen without going carbon dioxide. They've also been shown to slow the heartbeat, lower or stabilize blood pressure, and lower stress. Super huge. If you're interested in this topic, I highly recommend reading the book Breath by James Nestor. It was very interesting. I wish I could just read all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to keep seeing clients and I want to keep doing um, X-Files. But if someone wants to hire me to read the rest of the time, yeah, <laughs> you know, you can um, get my information in the show yes. notes. Hit me up on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> um, I think that learning about breath after a breakup is, could be really, really beneficial yes. to some people. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of us during a breakup get so caught up in our head mm -hmm. and it can really help to stop and you know it's a cliche but focus on your breathing you know yeah. taking three deep breaths when you're just in this cycle can exactly. uh, really help you to redirect your thoughts and you'll notice the more you do it the easier it will get and the better you're you'll feel yeah you know anxiety can be greatly reduced yes. subconsciously by breathing yeah. deeper yeah yeah by just giving your body the cues that it's okay to relax mm. yeah like when you're super stressed out and you're heartbroken like your nervous system is working mm. overtime and if you can tell it through your breath hey it's okay calm down you're gonna sleep better all of these things are gonna go better for you you're healing yeah. your heart healing yes. is going to go mm. more smoothly as well yeah It'll so. help you stay no contact as well. Yes. You know, a lot of people say that they don't feel in control of reaching out or responding. And if you can yeah. stop and take three breaths and control, yeah, like bring, um, bring your nervous system back to regulation. Is that how you yeah. put it? Then you can, <laughs> you can have a lot more clarity and maybe make some better decisions as well. Yeah, exactly. Just like shorten or uh, lengthen your impulse like how yeah. long you wait before like following an impulse yep is huge even if that even if you still take the impulse the fact that you waited mm -hmm. it gives you an advantage for next time and the next yeah. time and the next mm -mm -mm. time yeah love 
love. <laughs> well, that was fun. And I really hope that this gives some people some ideas about what are you going to do yeah. now that you're single, you've got a brand new chapter in life. Exactly. You know, now what, you know, like where to begin? How do I make this the best chapter of my life ever? These exactly. are some ways. I mean, really, if you embrace just one of these, the snowball effect that, and the ways that this is going to benefit your life, mm-hmm. I think that you'll be pleasantly pleased with. Pleasantly pleased. <laughs> I was going to say pleasantly surprised, product. but I don't think it would be a surprise because what we just told PPP you. What was your from earlier? What was it? Peace, P- power, and productivity. Peace, power, and productivity. Pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised. Pleasantly pleased. <laughs> pleasantly pleased. Not surprised. Not surprised mm-hmm. at all. Well, no, so. because you shouldn't be surprised because we're telling you. <laughs> yeah, we're telling you right now. <laughs> this is not a surprise. Um, I don't trust us. Please. expecting <laughs> this to happen <laughs> right <laughs> and we'd be pleasantly pleased if you left us a review if you liked this episode you know don't leave right. us a review if you hated it but I, I mean if you're if you're still here i think mm-hmm. you liked it so we're good and um yeah and if you liked any of our past episodes as well and go check us out on patreon be some of our uh first uh patreon buddies yeah i mean we are really gonna be like kind of hanging out with the crew in there and we'd love you to be one of them yeah so it's gonna be fun so come on over and say hi and with that we will speak to your ears next week bye thank you for listening to x-files a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you liked this episode, please help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by following the show on Spotify. And if you'd like to connect more with us and learn about breakup coaching, find us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast.